Faster than my actual fucking um, setup. Fucking health check ever. Zencaster was like, he doesn't need this right now. Let's he, man, hell fucking no. This is bad business. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna try this, Wes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna definitely try gonna try this, Wes. People at home, listeners, fans, family, relatives, loved ones. We're gonna try. To give y'all a podcast today. <laughs> All right. Are y'all ready? Uh, we, look, uh, Smacks out. Wes, are you ready, nigga? Um, no. Slow it <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, you, re- you ready to try this, man? Let's try it. Let's try it. <clears throat> Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program, the number one mixtape podcast in your uh cell phones i don't know if anybody ever listens to podcasts directly from the computer if you do that's just weird that's across from me is my guy wes no t forever young 89 the goddamn glue your guy my guy uh the very essence of this podcast (laughs) uh welcome to the number one they was better when they was underground podcast the dipped in butter program what's going on my guy um, you know, just a regular stressful Thursday like we seem to be experiencing here over the past few weeks for some sort of reason. Um, but we're gonna get the shit together. However, my guy across from me is a cat that's a K with two T's on the end of that thing. Um I keep telling y'all y'all can catch him at catandcrunch.com, but he said last week that it's some old content. So if you enjoy that shit, tune in to catandcrunch.com or even better yet, here every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program, where you can catch him wherever podcast um can be caught at um this was the nigga who gave sam cook the note that a change was gonna come and i'm hoping (laughs) that that applies to this podcast here yo nigga my nigga was popping my god hey so uh full transparency you know we fuck with y'all the listeners and we take pride in keeping our shit home cooked as i like to put it from scratch and uh that whole each and every friday just hits a little different this week oh uh, so much different it has <laughs> such a different meaning it just it. hits a little different this week uh so I, I really like peeks behind the curtain to be honest with you like uh even when the podcast i listen to give you a little peek behind the curtain it always kind of makes me smile and gives me a little tingle uh as a listener so i'm gonna get i and we me and wes are going to bo- give y'all both a little peek behind the curtain so as y'all know we record on thursdays and uh as we getting ready, we're 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 warming up. We're about to tear away our uh, breakaway sweats. And, uh, Man, we're just, <laughs> we're we just got out line. of the layup line, fam. Man, like, we just got out the layup line. Niggas is like shimmying their shoulders. We throwing the ball, but we ain't even aiming at the hoop because we know the game is really about to start. Uh, and and my man's West, he's all but ready. I'm all but ready. I got my drink ready and everything and. Wes goes to boot up his computer and get ready to pod in the computer. Tell them what happens with you. Sam, it's so disgusting. And listen here, I'm really just now thinking about this now that I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> On Thursdays, I typically try to like I don't want to say stay active, but like I don't like to take a nap before the pod. I think we've talked it about it on the pod before. Brings me all the way down. I don't like having to bring myself all the way back up before the pod. Today, mm-hmm. I su- I came, su- succumb, whatever the fuck, however it's in this tense. I, the, the nap took me down. I couldn't. I couldn't sit up right. Couldn't longer. fight it. 
Yeah, about the two- Nat was the, the Nat was season one Green Ranger on you, nigga. Yeah, for sure. So about about two fifty five my time, I was like, yo, I'm about to kill these forty five minutes real quick, like, and I'm gonna give them the biz, like, and I did set my alarm at everything. Got up. Well, I snoozed it at three forty five, so I got it right before four my time. You know what I'm saying? Got that 30-minute window for me and my nigga get together. So I was like, all right, about to go out here, hit the smoke lounge. You know what I'm saying? Go upstairs, get my equipment together. I had to use the bathroom fresh off the nap. So I came up here. My computer was on. Fam, my computer was on and everything. Like, it was on. The internet. It was on. I didn't fam, know this part of it. My computer was on. It was up <laughs> and everything. Like like I say, this is my Thursday computer. Like, I don't do nothing right. else besides Thursday. It's I, the pop pewter. I spend yeah, it's the pod pewter. I spend my three four hours here every Thursday. I produce the pod, and then I get away from here for an entire week. Most times, like sometimes because I got like the speakers and shit set up, I might come up here and turn you know play the music while I'm doing whatever up here. But for the sure. most part, it's the pod pewter. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, came up, and a lot of times because I only use it one time a week. Once I open it back up, or once I wake it up, like the internet's not connected, so I have to connect the internet back, and my all my pages refresh and shit, and everything's back. Back up there we so yeah we, we bike you know what i'm saying so while i'm sitting here i got my headphones on i'm getting my mic together you know i usually you know especially once i come up here i, I make sure i unplug my shit and plug it back in to make sure everything clear you know what i'm saying because i've gotten into a routine of this you know what i'm saying throughout the weeks so i come back and i'm doing that and i start hearing something crunching nigga like <laughs> Like I like I told my brother, nigga, it sounded like my laptop was trying to 3D print me another laptop, and I'm like, what the, <laughs> nigga? I didn't I didn't unplug the microphone and all types of shit. Like, fam, like what is going on? I finally like, I'm like, it's my fucking computer. So I'm like, oh, this ain't no. Like it was like shit was still loading. It was giving me the spinny wheel on stuff right. inside the computer. So I'm like, all right, you already know how I'm we do it. Just let me hearing I'm you like, tell the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, let me dose it down. You already know how we do. Let me let mm-hmm. me prescribe it what it need uh, hit the restart on that motherfucker. Uh, sir sir did you try <laughs> restarting your router I, that's that's what every it all that's over the across the country will tell to. you first sir did, did you, you unplug restarted? your router and wait 10 yeah. seconds and then have you restarted your computer so I, I went for the pewter restart you feel me goes down comes back up as it's loading back up fam it takes like 15 minutes for like just it to load back up like it's thinking about starting but it's still giving me this 3d printing sound coming out of this motherfucker mm-hmm. and i knew right then like this is not good like i ain't never heard my laptop make a sound like this like <laughs> so at the at the end of 15 minutes fam it gives me as cat eloquently called it the ghost bus the ghostbuster gave- <laughs> signal i've never seen i've never seen a computer i've only never give. i've only, only i've never seen a computer for the audience at home, for y'all to visualize this, Wes's mo his monitor only gave him a only. big, huge circle with a dash through, like the Ghostbusters. That's out, all that was the on ghost. there. The only thing that was missing and, was the ghost, fam. And it's enough to literally send a chill down your spine. And I unfortunately slash fortunately was mic checking with Wes when he was trying to get his computer working, and he's not kidding, like. When he says it sounds like his computer was trying to print, 3D print another Man. computer, fam, like, like have, you ever had, have y'all ever had a, a clam strips from White Castles? Yes. For those of y'all that don't know, White Castles does serve clam strips. And if you eat their clam strips enough, like me and my wife tend to do, every now and then you'll get a clam strip that has a little bit of sand in it. And when you go right, to chew right. it up, 
the sand in your teeth will make a grinding sound. And that's what Wes's computer was doing. Oh, it was absolutely doing that, bro. Side note, y'all got White Castles out there? No, no, I'm about really say, I'm sad je- about it. I was about to say, I'm jealous as fuck if y'all got a White Castle. Our out closest there. White Castle's in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Yikes, <laughs> and that's closer yeah. to me than it is to you, goddammit. Um, Fam, we got to eat but, the frozen ones. So, uh, of course, like I say, and, and this is the equivalent to give the, the, the listeners a visual, fam. My computer literally loaded to 99% and then gave me the Ghostbuster sign. Like, oh, And, of ooh. course, I can't see the percents when it's loading, but that was the equivalent. Like, it got all the way to the end and it was like, nope. Like, no option to log in, no none of that shit. So, you know, like any good doctor would do, I double prescribe the same dose on that motherfucker. We'll just restart it again. We'll just start it again. We'll see what happens. You just didn't restart it right the first time. Because it's the pod pewter. It only has one (laughs) job. Okay, you don't have to think that hard. You don't have to do anything else. You just have to work on Thursday. And, you know, I I did it again. And, uh, you know, it sent me into a funk. And uh, here we are. This is, I We're think, this is our the best to give you. Listen here, uh, this is the equivalent of the electricity went out at Krispy Kreme, and we had donuts on the line. So now we got to stay open later, and we have to keep <laughs> the sign on longer in order to get this shit out as hot so, and as fresh as possible. So for the listeners, let me try to walk y'all through what's happening right now. Like there was very close to no show this week like 20 minutes ago there was (laughs) (laughs) like there was no computer there was no answers there was no hope and wes as a real nigga like literally just put it together like okay let me get this laptop here let me grab this microphone from here let me just try to put this together and the reason why i want to say that is not like for content so much as it is to like i think in moments like this although they super super fucking suck like I think it's important to, if nothing else, document these moments in time, because like, even for the listeners, I'm sure other motherfuckers go through shit like this. That's like completely depleting, deflating. Like when you got off the phone with me and we was talking about like, well, we might not have an episode this week at all. When you hung up with me and was like, all right, bro, I'm going to ponder on it and I'm going to hit you back. When I hung up with you, Wes, I turned to my wife and I was like, you know, I know Wes is going through it right now because he's like me. And I was like, right now, to be honest with you, like, okay, this is the Taurus pessimist quitter of that's in me. That's like, when I get stressed out, I just, I, I just give up. And I was just like, you know what, babe, at this point, like, if we don't have a show tomorrow, just fuck the show. Let's just never record it again. Because- <laughs> like, bro, do you ever get so far to yeah. it's in it? It's just like, is- it ain't even been against Wes. It's yeah. not Wes. It's not Wes. This- computers. It's like, you know what? If we can't do a show tomorrow, this is Let's not do a show ever yeah. again. Fuck it. This I is don't how, even want to do a show anymore. This is how I know you, my nigga. Because listen <laughs> here, and that, that, that whole time, like I said, we talked, we got off the phone. I was like, all right, let me go try and get my mind together. We both tapped into, uh, and this is how live y'all are getting this shit. We both tapped into the Rick Ross versus Two Chains versus to that try was and the like first thing on the docket yeah, now. To try and it was get never even on the list, but we're talking about that. <laughs> right, now. you have to to. To, to try and boost morale. Um, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But fam, that the, I, I did that and I sat back down and played the game at the same time to try and like, all right, let me get back to where I was at to try and put me back into a mental right. space where I'm like, all right, because, and I, I think that was the entire thing the whole time. Like I was telling you, it wasn't the equipment part. I knew I could break the equipment back out. Right, you can it. find something but, to record. Yeah, the production was going through my brain. I'm like, fuck, I really, I'm really thinking about next week and weeks beyond. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I still got to deal with the, with the, with the present issue at hand but it just it wasn't coming back to me bro and like i say to, to to keep the curtain all the way wide open 
wifey had wifey ordered some pizza and she was like you gonna go with me i was like yeah i'll go across the street would you go get the pizza so we went and got the pizza we came back and i called you once we got back because i was like fam even the ride across the street is not like <laughs> and i and i was talking to my and i was talking to my brother and like i told you that nigga had me fired up about something so i'm like yo like what what is right, going on is today yeah, yeah i'm like what is going on today so when i came back i'm like man let me call this nigga because i don't want to keep him on hold all night but i was having that thought i was like and especially after i got off the phone which i was like <laughs> I already know this nigga cat is thinking if we don't have a show tomorrow, just fuck this podcast forever. I was like, we made it to 45 shows. That's a nice round. That's a nice. We're almost at a year. You know, me and him him will come back in three weeks and record a closing statement. (laughs) And then that'll be it. Dipped in butter. And, you know, in that moment, I felt like I was going to let Nas down. And I was like, (laughs) I got to get my shit together, bro. So we got the pizza and shout, shout out to Pizza Hut. I ate my Pizza Hut standing up. I had to walk around. Laps yes, while I, was I just ate about to say, do to... you know so while we're talking about do you know how sad you gotta be to be sad in front of pizza like do you know <laughs> bro i was not happy Damn, in front of pizza you you know how hard bro you know how sad you gotta be for a slice of pizza not to cut through that sadness nigga my kids yelled pizza from upstairs and ran downstairs <laughs> when i came in the house with the pizza and i still wasn't excited like, you wanted to throw the box on the floor <laughs> nigga and, yeah you already know when they got excited and because i'm not happy it didn't make me usually i'd be like excited? oh they happy i was like they happy pizza. we love pizza as a matter of fact they was like we getting it was like Mommy, we had a shit all the time yeah. what you so happy about they was like we got pizza i was like y'all ain't getting no pizza like got a nigga salty out here like <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it, man. And, and again, for the audience, just so y'all know, we are potting through this. Like, as we're turning the mics on, as we're recording it, this is an attempt. Fam, In our minds, we don't that, even know if y'all are going to get this or not because we're like, we're just going to try you it. Might, we might not have a show. You might. Have we might to, shoot our computers. You might have to change the description, bro. Potting through it might just have to be the sole description for our potting podcast because I, that I like is, that. I like that. <laughs> potting through it, flat out, I like. like so. <sighs> To, to, to leave that for a second and to start on our first topic, because we gave them the look behind the curtain, but now we they're did. expecting to be entertained at this yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. So well, let's get on our jobs. And now that we're here, like you have that, that day at work, like the whole time in the shower, the whole time putting your socks on, you're thinking about calling off. Well, you've already punched the clock now. So now that we're here, I guess let's fucking do some work. Let's fucking do it. Rick Ross versus 2 Chains, hot off the press. We are going to be the hot. first ones to talk to y'all about this because we release on Fridays. And the <laughs> battle was last night. You hear me talking in the future? The now, battle was last you're night. You're so we are the first to give y'all our take. So Wes, give me your take on the Rick Ross versus Two Chains versus. Um, just from from what I tapped into, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to word it properly. It was weird. Um, it was a weird versus to watch for me. Um, Rick Ross, just as a rapper and a person, he has this. Um, you know, and I guess he created it. He has this really boss aura. Yes. Um, and and next it's he made two chains look like the little homie from what I was looking at, which is strange because he's nobody's because little he's nobody physically, little. mentally, rapturally, None, like two chains genuinely looked excited to be there, and Rick Ross still had on his. I'm nobody's favorite swag. Like, let me let me show something to you niggas. And, and I would almost even say they're like in my mind in the same class almost. 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 And almost. like I said, what what was throwing it for me, it was that, you know, Chains was extra excited and Rick Ross was just like, it's the biggest uh Sam Sneak play that shit. Like, and they, you know, he was just dry, he was dropping some luxurious tunes. Mm-hmm. Um and it and they it it didn't 
I think that's the first, and so we're going to get into that too, because I definitely still want to talk about dog versus dog. Um, but it didn't seem like a battle. And I, you know, I get, you know, versus maybe like it's turning weird into that sit down concert. S- yeah. It seemed like a listening party or something like that. Like you I, play I your song, I'm going to play my song. And it, you know, it didn't, and not everybody's done that, but I guess to use kind of Fab and Jada Kiss as a, as a kind of example like kiss kiss was responding to what fab was playing you know what i'm saying right. and, and versus what some of these niggas have said about dog both versus of them dog. seemed like they were just playing records like, they weren't they, even they, listening they came to up with a list vibe. and they started playing their songs and that's basically mm-hmm. what i'm getting that you know what i'm saying and now how do you feel about that while we're on that do you like that do you dislike that is it situational for you do you want a curated playlist like because let's be funky just to get it out the way snoop dog versus dmx was curated that was obviously oh, see, a and curated this is, play. And, and, and that's why I didn't want to leave Rick Ross to change too soon. Or Fizz was looking out for DMX and making sure he didn't look crazy right, out so there. And I wanna, let me for sure. Let me say let me say my piece about this because on the, on this dog versus dog thing, and I don't because the, the two chains of Rick Ross thing is so fresh, I'm sure we could talk more about that. Um but the the dog versus dog thing, I think, you know, it was it was difficult to score. Um and that was that was literally one Not of the battles. Well, because <laughs> well, go it was, ahead. To me, it was difficult to score, and I'll tell you why. Um, I scored it eleven seven two. Snoop Dogg. Okay, I had a couple ties in there, but I ended up just for round numbers. I gave the rounds to people, but I could have had two or three ties. So I'm glad you said it. I wanted. I wanted to. I almost wanted to do eleven nine. You know, still Snoop winning, but give those two to DMX just because. 11-9. I, I almost went, it it was close to me and I think it was close and to me. I think me close should go to the edge of X just because he shouldn't even be in the room. So I'm not mad at you. That and my thing was I think it was only close like that because of the curation. Because there was a lot of songs that, that Snoop left off the table. Um and you know, some of the takes that I've been hearing in regards to it is that, you know, Snoop was being respectable to DMX and mm-hmm. bro, I'm here he to say Bro, here. I'm here to say fuck all of that, bro. And you like don't want the respect? No, you that's think not what, Snoop should have just like man, New England Patriots watched Snoop that nigga. Should have came in and dropped twenty bombs, and he could have still been just as excited about DMX's songs, and DMX really? could have been just as excited about Snoop. But I think Snoop Dogg should have went in and did the expectation that everybody else was giving him, like Snoop about to go in here and twenty oh this nigga. So, like, I, but I, I like the curation. I, I was glad that uh, Swizz went in there and tried to prop DMX up for a fair fight because I think because I, I'm with you. I do feel like if this was like a raw match, Snoop washes DMX. But I also saw a lot of young niggas in the comments before the uh, verses came on for the dog versus dog. Having DMX winning in a wash, like a lot of young niggas was like, oh, DMX about to kill Snoop Dogg. Don't nobody want to hear that sleepy ass rap. And I thought it was a good lesson to some of these younger niggas that think DMX is an OG and they only know Snoop from Sesame Street or a football coach. (laughs) And they don't remember when Snoop was one of the most dangerous niggas in the country that might could kill you. They, They got reintroduced to that Snoop, I think. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like, you know, um, you know, like I say, niggas have, you know, given that take that Snoop didn't want to go in there and watch him because he's DMX. And I think, and maybe I'm just not tapped in, but I, has Versus ever even really, like, truly announced a winner of these things? Like, No, but I think it's like a consensus. Like, I, it's I, like I battle once or twice when, Snoop, like, when, like, Swift came the next day and declared it and was like, yeah, man, that was bad what happened to such and such. But I, that's the closest we've gotten. Right, right, right. But I guess but that's we all thing. know. I think it's yeah, good that we but all I, know. But like I said, I guess it's just a general consensus thing. So I guess, like I say, my my thing was 
what's the so if you would have went in there, that, I guess that's just where my brain is at. If you would have went in there in twenty and old, him like we, it still could have been celebrated like it was because it was like some of the stories that they told in there. You know about the the DMX story, the Snoop about the get at me dog shit. Like that was dope to hear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I love that. I still it, think yeah, about that. Like a couple and, days later, I was like, damn, get at me dog was like some and, Snoop shit. That's and crazy. DMX rapping the whole bitches ain't shit. Like that I loved that. Was I loved phenomenal. That it was so true to DMX's character. Like that he was really, hard. he really be on that bitch's shit like bitches I, that took shit. me by surprise like I, I don't know why in my mind I wouldn't think that DMX grew up on Snoop but to see it to in see motion it. Yeah. was amazing to you know what I mean it, like it made total sense like of course DMX would be a Snoop who the fuck wasn't your grandma like Snoop but somewhere in your mind there's a disconnect with DMX and a lot of artists but Snoop just ain't one of them you know what I mean now, so now you did just remind me of a moment <laughs> that I want to speak on during the verses oh god them niggas had the we are dogs moment and dog spelled backward is God. Like, but they kind of, they kind of let the God piece like fade off in the bar. They never said it. They was like, and you know what dog spelled backwards is. They was like, that's what I'm talking about. And I was like, no, <laughs> no you're being old on the cell phone. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. And then he gave so, us the rap prayer in the beginning. I was like, I knew that was coming. Okay. Can we talk really, really quickly about this? And we'll be quick because uh shout out to the oops podcast, an overly opinionated podcast. If you ain't them out go check them out and uh subscribe and like but they talked about quickly and briefly dmx prayers and i want to take a quick minute to see what you think about dmx prayers now past were you ever a dmx prayer fan wes what say um i think it's weird that people ask dmx to pray um when he, when he shows up places like i feel like dmx should definitely be the nigga at the at the thanksgiving dinner in your family who is responsible for prayer i'm co- i'm cool now i'm cool with him praying over the ribs like outside meals he can pray at an outside meal i don't want dmx praying indoors See, it's nah, weird I think that, for me. I think it's powerful. I think it's powerful to especially the old folks when crackheads <laughs> reform themselves. When crackheads reform themselves and they pray over the entire family because the the dog the dog was in such a bad space and now look at him <laughs> caring dog. for our family. <laughs> Never tell me the dog was in a bad space. So let me just go on record and say I hate DMX prayers, and I always have. They make me uncomfortable. Now, I'm not one of those that's going to kick you the typical, he shouldn't be praying because look at the life I live, like the life he lives. Like, that's more reason why he should pray. I'm not against DMX praying. I'm against DMX prayers. And what I mean by that is pray all you want. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I don't want to hear and it. I, can, I don't want to see it. That. I don't want it at the beginning of my song. I don't want it at the beginning of my verses. I didn't come here to bow my head. I guess I'm just wondering why they gotta be like rap prayers. Like why he gotta why give they gotta us be the rap prayers and why the camera gotta be on like DMX and Snoop could have held hands over the Hennessy and did that shit before the verses started. I don't need it. But then again, some people get something out of it. And I don't wanna be that guy that's like hating on niggas' spiritual journeys, but I just it makes me uncomfortable. Is all I'm gonna say. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. And I do I do wanna ask you this question last on this okay. and we could probably get off of this. We gotta um, get which, on the two chains of Rawls. We've talked for <laughs> the yeah, month, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, um, which, which, which rounds were potentially ties for you in the dog versus dog? Uh, I don't remember off dribble, man. Now I, just I do know. remember. Right. I do remember the uh, slipping round. Like the slipping round stuck out to me. I don't remember if it was a tie or if it was an all-out win. To where I remember saying in my I think mind, it, like, I think Snoop it was either a win. gave that up or Snoop gave it up because he was waiting on that song. Or X got off the canvas. 
But it was either that, and I remember uh, what these bitches want from a nigga sticking out, and uh, what's the other girl's song? The, uh, what these bitches want? What these bitches want, and then there's the other one. But anyway, the two DMX girl songs could have went either way for oh, me. But I, I think the one, the, and that's the one that I was gonna bring up. I couldn't, um, I couldn't score the Nate Dog versus Aaliyah round. Uh, I'm not mad at you. I'm yeah, not I mad couldn't. at you. On I, that. I tried to, and I was like, eh. right. But just on record, I had it a uh, Snoop Dogg fourteen to six, and I didn't expect to give DMX six rounds. I thought DMX might get three. But circling back around to current events, Rick Ross versus Two Chains. Let me just say out the gate. <laughs> and I, I I want the ball first, if you don't mind on this. No, have it, please. The first six rounds of Rick Ross versus Two Chains was a goddamn snooze fest, bro. See, and I was and I- thoroughly disappointed. Uh, as a guy that has Rick Ross in his top five, uh, Rick Ross's Aston Martin music is my favorite song ever created by any rapper or singer ever. And I was thoroughly disappointed to see him and 2 Chainz sit on bar stools for the first 40 minutes of the battle and not rap their own songs. Like, I didn't come here to hear the records play and you hold the microphone in your hands down by your knee and not perform the songs. When just two weeks ago, we just watched 42, 40 to 50-year-old men rap and perform their entire set one of them, an ex-drug addict, 40 to 50 pounds heavier than he was at his With performance. With terrible weight. lungs. You know he has bad And them lungs. niggas gave us a show. So why am I looking at Rick Ross and 2 Chainz sit there and cool, not man. perform like that? I didn't I didn't like that, man. I mean, but that, and I wanted and to I take guess, points away from Ross's whole legacy for that, honestly. And I guess that's why I said it was a weird vibe. Like, Ross still, Ross vibe. came with the, like I said, he came with the chip on his shoulder, it seems like. And, I mean, we can definitely get into how this is probably not a good matchup, period. Um, <laughs> but, well, you know what? To be honest with you, in the first six rounds, I had chains up maybe four, too, but which see, I surprised the shit out of me. I can't I can't really score it because I was like I said I was in the midst of texting uh what I call Burns by that's my IT guy um so I was <laughs> I was texting Burns so I kept having to jump out of there and jump right, back in, in and, and, out, then, and, and then and then I'm gonna speak on that too here in a second but then like I don't know if it was happening for you the the IG live kept like stopping so I kept having to tap back into it really I was watching yeah. it on YouTube but it was fucking up on YouTube too well and then I started watching it on YouTube but then I was watching it on some niggas page who wouldn't stop talking and then I realized it wasn't the actual Jesus versus fucking page. Christ. West, me and my wife was getting so mad. Like, if y'all niggas don't, okay, so I, I clicked on real quick, and I don't want to interrupt. Please hold your place on what you was about to say, but I got to say no, this that's real quick. Exactly where I was going. I clicked, one, okay. I clicked one YouTube page to watch the verses, and not only are you always trying to just find somebody that's just showing the show that don't want to talk over it and it. give them your personality. I don't want your personality. I want the battle. But I clicked into one room that had West. Six niggas on screen giving no. commentary, and there were four niggas in the chat. Like it was more niggas on screen than it was people actually viewing the channel. Stupid. Yeah, bro. I tapped in, and <clears throat> the nigga was talking shit, and then he was talking shit about niggas telling him to shut the fuck up. And then I, I had was to in go- that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in that room, bro. Somebody kept saying, "Bro, would you shut up and let us watch?" He was shut like, "Hey, up. I'm not going to shut up and thank you." Yeah, for this is my shit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "This is my shit." I like, was in oh there. I was in that room. Yeah, bro. I, I I couldn't do it, so I had to go back over to IG, and like I said, it kept stopping like so i kept having to go back out and go back to the versus page and tap back into the video so i wasn't really able to tell what was you know 
being matched up round for round. But like I say, the the energy level wasn't doing it for me. I like hated the energy level. Yeah, and, but and I, I I think that's a credit to the to the um to the horrible matchup. Honestly, you know what I'm saying because Ross don't give you the same type of upbeat energy that two chains is going to give you. Like at that, it, like you're saying it did, it took two chains, what maybe like five or six songs before he started rapping the actual So I got song. a theory. I got a theory here and I just came up with this off the top of my head. So tell me if you agree with me. I think the battle would have been more entertaining if they would have gave Rick Ross to somebody he would have lost to. Because if you would have gave Rick Ross to one of his heroes he or somebody fight. he looks up to where he got to fight up or fight. swing up, yep. Yep. he would have got yep. in I his agree. bag. He would have performed. He would have took it more seriously. But I think he knew because he could just stroll in there and win with his catalog that he didn't give it much attention. Like, I know this is impossible, so don't kill me, listeners. But just hypothetically speaking for the point, if you sit Rick Ross across from Jay-Z or Kanye, I know that would never happen. But he gets excited then. He wants to prove himself then. He's got something to work for then. And then you see him swinging up and the artist that would beat Rick Ross, you're going to be enjoying their records anyway. And then you're going to get to see the dynamic like we saw with DMX and Snoop where Rick Ross is fanning out against his opponent. Like Two Chains and Rick Ross got into that in the late records, but that was just because they was drunk and high, and a stripper had came out and all of that shit, and they was just having. See, time. I missed all of that. <laughs> yeah, two strippers literally came out on a Two Chains song. I thought one of them was asshole naked because one of them was dark skin and it had on like a new dark skin colored like outfit, and like I was telling my wife like, "Hey, hey come look at this. this hey, babe, would you come look at this shit?" This one right here is asshole naked. So it was he insane. But ass naked of him. I was disappointed, man. Like, so uh, again, as somebody that has Rick Ross in the top five, like it it hurt me to realize that Ross don't know his songs that well. And I don't like that. Fam, I was just about Does to that ask you that. To you? Like, did you did it? I I, I wanted I definitely meant to add, like, did you see that it didn't look like he knew the words to the one I don't song? Think he <laughs> knows the words to a lot of those songs that play. But like he was really close in the camera. He was getting his like Tony Yayo on and he didn't know the right. words. He was he, he was, was actually team, he man. actually looked like the hype man to his own song and it yes, which was extremely weird. Yeah, it looked nuts. Yeah, I, maybe it's I, I the, maybe it's the quarantine. Off. Maybe he just hasn't performed in a while, and he hasn't had a chance to really rehearse his He's songs. And maybe, maybe Ross really didn't expect to go up there and start rapping his songs until Two Chains really, you know, and he, you know, the the biggest got to compete, so like he had to get up off. But he got to know he's dealing with a rapper. Like everybody knows, anybody that fuck with Chains know Chains is a rapper, and I would be remiss to think that that Ross don't know that Ross know Chains is a rapper, rapper. You know what I said? <laughs> you know what I said to Donovan uh, halfway through the thing is like little Wayne didn't die on the cross for this. Like I know little Wayne says and does a lot of foolish shit and he's goofy at times, but Wayne takes hip hop extremely serious, extremely serious. So I feel like if Wayne would have saw two really good friends of his and two collaborators of his and two people that he really fucks with, up there not knowing the words or not standing up or not putting on the show, I feel like Wayne would have been disappointed. I really do. No. Like, and I Wayne fucks with Ross think... heavy and he fucks with Chain super heavy. And I just feel like Wayne would have looked up at that and been like, yeah, I, I would never do that. I think if we get a, I think if we could get a Wayne versus somebody, I think it would be a good versus. I don't know who that person would be, but it's I guess. Eminem. It's Eminem. It's em- Wayne it's and Eminem. Eminem? Really? It is. I'm sorry. It is. It's Eminem. It can't be T.I. He scrapes T.I. It has to be Eminem. I'm sorry. I know that sounds stupid. Yeah, I don't know. But it I has to pon- be Eminem. I want to ponder on that, but I guess 
where that really stems from is how the fuck do we land on Ross and Two Chains? Who knows? But let's get the fuck off of that because <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know who I have as a winner because like the shit was still going on at time of recording. So we missed probably the last three rounds and it was so close to me that I would need those last three rounds to be able to. I think I might go back and watch it later and I'll see what I have. to. Say I'm just going to look at the playlist and just make etches on a piece of paper and then I maybe come that. back on here one week and tell y'all who I thought won. But anyway, uh, I can tell you who lost. It was the viewers. We all lost. We, <laughs> we all lost. I was way more bored than I ever anticipated. Not a, being it was not as favorite. exciting as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a question for you, bro. While we're here working, trying to get this podcast out, work-related topic. Okay. So when you come into work, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know you haven't been in the work building for a while due to COVID and shit like that. But just, you know, close your eyes for me and imagine going to work. When you walk into the office building, you, Wes, and everybody listen, when y'all walk into the office building and one of your coworkers at the time clock goes, hey, man, is that enough rain for you? And you respond back, good, how are you? Is that like the biggest (laughs) tell sign that it's going to be a bad day at work? Yeah, like, that means. Does that bother you at all? Like, okay, first of all, does that ever happen to you where you're like, you got the preloaded answer in your mind? And then what you shoot out was not re- for the the, yep. the greeting. So now, like, you have a mini heart attack. Then you get the cold sweats. Then you feel like you're about to shit on yourself because you made yourself look like an idiot. And then you don't even want to have a conversation with them. Like, am I the only one that goes that far when I fuck that up? No, 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 no. I'm with you. I've definitely done it in real life, but it's kind of even crazier. It made me think about it because I'd be on the phone all day for real, for real. So, like... Some people want to hit you with the have a nice day when you get off the phone and others don't. So it kind of turns into it or when somebody expects you to say, have a good day or you'd be like, okay, thank you. They'd be like, you too. And they'd be like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't like, like thank you. They'd be like, have a good day too. Like, what, what do you mean? I didn't say any I of hate that. that. Like, you're not listening to me. Bro. It, 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 and it's crazy because I know that's how it comes off when I do it. Cause I end, I give it off way more than I receive it in life. I'm not going to lie to you because I'd be like in my own head, half the time I'm listening to podcasts in my earphones and in New Mexico, everybody is particularly friendly. So it's not like on the East coast or Eastern time zones where when you say how you doing to people in passing in a hallway, you're just mummering something. So you're acknowledging their presence and they mummer something back to acknowledge your presence. And you're both still looking at the floor and you're just going about your business. You really don't care how they're doing. You just say, how are you doing? You know what I mean? How are you doing? That's what you just blurt it out. But out here, how, how you doing is a, how are you doing? Followed up with how have your kids been? Are they enrolled in school? Now, what grade is he going to again? How's he liking his job at McDonald's? Yeah, like, I, it's an extensive conversation out here, and I'm just like, I'm still not fully adjusted to that. I so say, I try I to fire off my preloaded answer, and I almost always get it wrong. Always get it wrong. Yeah, see, I think that's just you out there on the mountaintop out there in New Mexico. I haven't ran into anybody. Um, I can't even say that. It was a lady at Walgreens. Yet, I mean, no, it was a lady at Walgreens. Yeah, you fam. at the Walgreens? She had, fam, she worked at Walgreens. She had way too much conversation for me, like, I don't know why she wanted to tell me. I don't know if she hadn't like rung up anybody on her shift or anything, but she was telling me way like, and she was talking about politics. Like you I didn't like, care. Look, nothing can I about just that. get this aqua for these baby whites and these almonds and get, and the I literally out of here. think I went for aqua for that time too. So that's what <laughs> makes that even funnier. 
Um, you only can buy them for from drugstores, by the way. Yeah, I know like they I sell them in other places, but I've only ever bought them from drugstores. From Walgreens, yeah, for sure. I don't go to like Kroger's and look for my Aquaphor. I don't even think about it when I'm at Kroger's. But yeah, I haven't ran into any people like randomly out of the grocery store who want to hold like real conversations because that's still weird to me. Like I will, you know, we can we can do the back and forth. We maybe have like three or four back and forth, but after that, you should probably go back to minding your fucking business. <laughs> Um, right. it was Can't so you see I'm trying to decide whether the family size Lucky Charms or the large size Lucky Charms is the better value right now? And you're not really even. throwing me off. Can't, yeah, can't you see I'm here with my fucking wife? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Mind your goddamn business. Yeah, that it, it just happens to me so, so much, man. And it's like, part of me feels like, do I need to make adjustments and pay more attention in, to, in life or do I need to start caring more? Or is this just like a... Uh, Eastern time zone mentality that is going to break for me in a few years. And then I'm going to go back home to visit family and talk too much. I don't know. I'm already scared that somebody like one of my homies is going to tell me I got an accent now. Like I'm already scared of that. Somebody told me, somebody told me I had an accent. Like I was on the phone. Southwest. Yeah, like, I, I, and I don't care if you tell me that I have an accent. I'm not gonna fight you. Like, oh, I ain't got no motherfucking accent. I'm from Ohio, bitch. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of that. But I guess it's just weird when people say it. like that. I get to other people, it sounds southern. Like, I heard people mm-hmm. like on the phone. They be like, "You sound like you." It was a bitch in New York told me I sound like I was southern. Like, I yeah, I am south from you, ho, but I ain't in the south, south. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I was told that when I first moved out here too. Like when I got my first little job, I heard the first few months I was told by my coworkers like, "You got an accent." I was like, "What?" Like, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, man, I went to the dispensary. I talked to, it was a nigga. Like, it was one of the, like, and that's another thing out here. Like, when I see niggas, like, it's a really, like, eye contact. What's up? It's like, a real you quick family right? reunion. Yeah, yeah for, for for sure. So when I seen this one at the uh, at the joint, just, you know, shooting the shit, talk, talking, talking to him, he said something, and I hit him with the Finax. And then we got to talking about how I wasn't from there. He was like, oh, yeah, when you said Finax, I know you wasn't from I here. I knew you wasn't. He was, <laughs> don't worry about it. I already know. He was like, don't nobody around here say nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen for us in that. Like, I want to keep tabs on that and see which one of us folds and, like, becomes accent crazy green chili brewing in like straight up southwest to where we've completely sold out and we can't go back home so just audience stay tuned for that if y'all notice it in us please uh shoot us a text please or an email and let us know that we have completely sold out and we are now uh cactus uh desert boys that are no longer allowed back home Facts. Uh, okay. speaking oh go please i have an important question and i don't know oh. I just don't know, and it's just a very important question. Um, the people want to know, the world wants to know. Actually, um, are the Carters the devil? Like, as in Beyonce and Jay Z? Yeah. Why would they be? What they do? I don't know, fam. Like people like try to throw this uh, whole uh, secret society Mason. That's still happening, Im- bro. It's still happening, and I haven't. I will say, I have not watched the latest Beyonce drop. Um, I haven't either. I want to put I want to put it on and set my daughter in front of it, but I don't watch it. Like I want her I to even, watch it. I don't, I don't even know watch. anything of what it's about. Like I didn't hear. It. I'm not. I'm not tapped in with the Beehive. Like my line must be disconnected from over there. I don't know anything that's going on from over there. But like just seeing some of the like steals and people's opinions out <laughs> here Uh-oh. about Uh-oh. Beyonce being the devil. Like really? I just want to. So, I just want to know if you believe if the card probably the has some sort of. It probably has some imagery in there that they don't get right away, so it scares them. Uh, so t- to not name any names, I do have some really close friends 
that don't like Jay-Z and Beyonce. And when I asked them why they don't like Jay-Z and Beyonce, <clears throat> their reasoning was, I don't like how secretive they are, so I just don't trust them. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And it was how like, secretive? well, they carry themselves, the way they carry themselves is just very secretive, and I just don't know what they're up to. <laughs> and my head kind of ticked. And I was like, well, why do you need to know what they're up to? Like, right. They haven't hurt anybody. Like, why do you need to know their moves? And I kind of left it at that, but it kind of did a little bit like shake me a little bit because it was um, non-black friends of mine. So it rings a little different, right? Like I didn't feel no way about it and I didn't judge them on it, but it just hits a little way. Like even if we don't fuck with Beyonce or Jay-Z is acting funny this year, which he has a tendency to do. I feel like us as a culture, not blacks, but hip hop, we're protective of Jay-Z. And I feel like to an extent we're protective of Beyonce as well, even if you don't fuck with her. We're protective of that family and that union and that marriage. So even though I hate the like Love is Love album or whatever it's called, (laughs) the joint Beyonce and Jay-Z album, I am very protective of them. Like I don't like people just coming at them because they're very important to the culture i feel like you know what i mean so i just kind of felt a little shaking a little bit when they just like yeah i don't like them because I, I can't keep eyes on those niggers those niggers don't yeah. come out <laughs> <laughs> i don't like how much land they have <laughs> like, yeah like where, where do they live at what's their address how many houses do they have like god right damn. yeah like they don't have to report that you know they don't have to tell us that they don't have All to tell right, us man. any of that as, as long as long as you don't believe the carters are the devil i don't really care about anybody nah says. and you know what when the whole illuminati thing was at its height i never subscribed to it like i thought it was stupid and uh i was one of the people that like rejoiced when uh when kendrick lamar slash K-Dot released the song and video for High Power. Uh, For those of y'all that might not fuck with Kendrick or might not be familiar with High Power, H-I-I-I Power, three eyes. Three eyes. Go back and listen to that, man. And that that really like embodied and and it put words to a lot of the shit I was thinking. Like, well, hold on a minute. Like, how come when we start getting some status and we start owning some shit and we start really getting out here, like, why we got to be the devil yeah, because we, we ain't moving out. how y'all want us to move? Yeah. So it just always made me feel a little funny. But speaking of sellouts and niggers and people we don't fuck with, uh, Wes, are you up to date on uh, Jonathan Isaacs of the Orlando Magic? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know we got to talk about it. <laughs> You know we got to talk about the, it. the irony. Yeah, you know we got to talk about, it. and I didn't call him those things. I just thought it would be a fire segue, but we are going to call him something <laughs> here in this topic. So for the those of y'all that don't know, a guy named Jonathan Isaacs that plays for the Orlando Magic of the uh, NBA Basketball Dribblers Association of <laughs> the Dribblers down there in the bubble. Yeah, down there in the bubble. Those of y'all that might not be privy to this information or don't watch the NBA. Uh, basketball started back up. It's in a bubble situation where they keep only the participants in that bubble to try to keep the spread of COVID down. Now, that is not what we're talking about in this topic. The NBA has always been very good with being uh, very forward-thinking, very progressive when it comes to social matters, I would say. Uh, Now, they have had some flubs in their history. Don't get me wrong. The LA Clippers thing did happen with the whole you know, racist ass owner, but they got him the fuck up out of there. Like I've always trusted the NBA with their 
product. And it's important that I say their product because it is their product. Like they don't owe us anything, but they behave as if they do. And it's appreciated. You know what I mean? When they handle social topics, they're always in tune. They always come across genuine and it's appreciated by the community. It ain't just LeBron James wearing a I Can't Breathe t-shirt. It's about Adam Silver backing LeBron James in wearing that I Can't Breathe Right, not giving right? him no like smoke it, behind that shit. Right, it, it comes from the top down. So when I say the bubble, the bubble has Black Lives Matter on the court. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this or seen this, uh, Wes, but all the players' jerseys, instead of the backs where their names, where James would be for LeBron, it says things like equality or justice or how many more or I can't breathe. Or they're taking a really, really strong stance on this. And for me personally, let me tell y'all, I was looking for it because around this time is when I, when I as a pessimist sometimes, started seeing the Black Lives Matter movement potentially losing some steam and losing some interest from general America and general Americans. So I think it's really good that the NBA is taking this opportunity to put that back in the forefront and not letting it rest on our minds or get old to us or run its course. They're still treating it like this is still very important. So the reason why I bring all this up is because one player in particular, only one, one Jonathan Isaacs for the Orlando Magic decided he was not going to take a knee, even and though all he the wasn't black wearing and white a shirt. players, he wasn't taking a knee, he wasn't wearing a shirt. And when they asked him about it, his response was, well, to me, taking a knee and wearing a shirt and understanding that black, I want to make sure I'm very clear about this because I don't want to muddle his words. He said, taking a knee and wearing a jersey and all of these things don't necessarily go hand in hand with understanding that black lives matter. So mm-hmm. in just saying that he isn't wrong. No, just because you wear a shirt or take a knee or spray paint a wall. Right. Doesn't mean that you get the concept. So, so far I get it. Right. But for me, here's where it gets a little tricky. <laughs> when he started to further explain himself, he started to get into his whole, well, really, we're all God's children mm-hmm. and Christianity matters and all you got to do is pray. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he started getting into his deep Christian bag where he's basically saying these worldly matters don't matter and God is what should matter. Now, here's where I have trouble with this. And I want to be very, very careful because I never want to come across as disrespectful to Christians or any other religions or practices for that matter. But I do have a problem when Christians in particular get into this bag. And this is why I wanted to bring it up to get into this part of the conversation. I don't like it when in Christianity, we try to ignore social injustices or anything going on in our community or anything going on with crime or anything happening in the world, right? Like I know worldly, quote unquote, is a very Christian term and Christians try to practice not being quote unquote so worldly. But when things like social injustice is happening and what happened with George Floyd is happening and Trayvon Martin is happening, and if we don't see 
churches and preachers and organizations that are in the black community very deeply like churches are out there on the front lines, for me, it's very discouraging. Like it's part of the reason for me why I don't feel at home in church. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, for me, it doesn't make sense to feel like y'all don't think this is important. You know what I mean? Like, cause my mind, I'm not going to lie to you, Wes. Like my mind goes to a, well, this religion is a pacifier for white people to keep control over. It's like, I don't see how you can not think that when we start getting into this bag, because it's just like, again, to me, for me, it just kind of says like, don't worry about all this worldly hell you're going to, because there's a heaven coming later. I mean, yeah, that's the whole, that's, me, the, that's the whole white Jesus theory that we talk about right. here on this podcast. White I'm Jesus to, from Africa. You notice I'm trying to be careful with my words here. Like, I'm, <laughs> white Jesus from Africa. Like, yeah, like I just, I just think that that's bullshit that certain people can live on this earth and in this country and enjoy their heaven here and still have a heaven to go to later, but we got to always wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stay humble. We got to pray through it. We got to be like, well, that ain't for me. That's in God's hand, and it's in God's hands, and let God worry about it because worrying ain't faith. Well, wait a minute. Like, everybody else don't got to live by this creed. And to me, it's just bullshit, man. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how to come on here and be articulate cat with this matter, but I did want to hit it because it's like I don't really know no white people that's praying for stuff. They just figure out a way to go get it. Like niggas, niggas be praying for stuff that they can't fathom getting or they can't understand how to go and get. Like, and it be other. It's more thank yous from the other side. Yeah. And by the other side, I don't mean like the enemy, but like from the other side of poverty. Right. There's more thank yous for the blessing than hold on, God got us. Right. And I just right. think like right. for me, it's it's just tough, man. It's tough to sit back and just pray through it and just. Well, baby, just pray through it, and sooner or later, the cops will stop killing us. And if they don't stop killing us, don't worry about it, because we always got heaven as a backup. Like, to me, it's just kind of some bullshit, man. I hate to bring I mean, the pot down with that nah, shit. Not but- even. I mean, I feel you, because like you say, that that should not be something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't be the trade-off. Like, I hope they stop killing us, but if not, I'm going to heaven. Like, nigga, right. Like, no, that's not the solution. That's not, that's not the trade-off. I feel like that's the same shit we were singing. After the cotton picking day, like, you know what I mean? Like when they was teaching us Christianity and teaching us like, well, don't worry about the whippings you got or the rape or the abuse or the slavery, because after all of this, when you finally rest your bones, white God will be there to cradle. White Jesus is here for you. And it's just, again, this is me potting through it. Uh, I I don't know if I've said on here recently on this podcast before, I'm not anti-Christianity. I just got some questions. I think that's the best way to put it. You know what I mean? Like, I, not trying to be funny, but I consider myself to be I mean, a religious even. free I agent. Think, yeah, I think all people. I'm a free agent. Like, I'm here to listen to everybody's. I think regardless if you know you uh, you assign yourself to a denomination or not, you should have some questions. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't take what's in there as the gospel, you know, for lack of better terms, and and not question some shit because it'd be some questionable shit inside of them books. You'd be like, now wait a goddamn second. Wait a minute. <laughs> and I, 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 I've always found that to be not only uncomfortable, but bogus when you're discouraged to even ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get kind of looked at in a lot of different churches as like you're doing something wrong if you ask questions or 
I mean, I don't know. Now, like, I think I think we down a whole nother bag now that we talking about like church and religion and shit. And this par- particularly when it comes to the black church, I think um, outside of them motherfuckers just being too long of a services most times. Uh, I think you know when you get into a black church. For me, let me speak personally from my experience. So I grew up in a church. I know we've talked about it here on this podcast before, but um, grew, grew up in a church. You know, kind of got away from it and went back on my own once I was able to like move around out here on earth on my own and just being in black churches it almost kind of seems like you have to be a bible veteran mm. or the 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 people don't believe you you know what i'm saying and it's it's ch- church is almost like a, a show of perception it's almost like you have to show everybody else up in this motherfucker that you really do know jesus you know what i'm saying and right. if you're not if you don't if you don't if you don't know your bible verse or if you don't if you didn't bring your bible to church and if you don't stand when the pastor say stand or if you don't do shit like that you you get looked at a certain type of way your, and your, i don't your personal relationship with god is not trusted and respected you have not, to be on show you, you have, have to you present have to, your relationship with god absolutely and i think that that's even maybe where do you know the, the 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 church hats come from and shit. You know the mothers got to have on the church hats and the suits and all of this. Like yeah, you, we need you need to dress up for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And I think from from the generation that we come from, and I think um, like I say, I think we getting down a you know a deeper darker wormhole here now. But like <laughs> here I we think go. yeah, I think we really in tune with our feelings. And when it comes to what we feel in regards mm. to religion and church and Jesus and God, because even the people who don't assign themselves to a denomination, I don't think I've ever heard. It's very seldom that you, you know, run across atheist people that don't even, I think even those people believe in a higher being. They just don't believe it to be a God. And maybe you can speak on that because, you know, I know. Well, right. Cause one of my bestest, bestest friends, right. is atheist. I can tell you from his perspective, unfortunately, he's not here to say it for himself, but I do know him well enough to know that he in particular does not believe in a higher power. There is nothing in the sky Okay. There's no puppeteer. There's right. only science. I mean, but that goes and, that that kind of goes to the credit of what I'm saying. You do run across those, you know, anomalies out there who don't believe none of that, but even people who are not attached to a denomination believe in some type of spiritual realm, you know, out out in the universe and whether it be thoughts become things and law of attraction, you know, whatever it might be in the long run. Like I say to go back to what I say, everybody should have fucking questions. Right, right. There you go. There you go. Everybody yeah. should have fucking questions, and you should never be discouraged to have no. Questions but and, and, to, and to you know, kind of ins- and to kind of insert it into the story that I was telling, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know where you know when I was honestly in a space of seeking. You know what they were trying to you know teach you in this church. Like, hey, no, this this is a prayer. It really does exist. Like in my brain, there was a way that there was there's a. I don't want to call it a program, but like y'all should know how to usher me into being a church veteran or a Bible veteran <laughs> right. or to, there should to, be some to, more structure. Here. How, how, do, how, where, what's the program y'all can put me in that I can get the covering that the rest of the church can know that I know mm. white Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you don't, if, if you don't, if you don't show up to church, uh, or if you don't show up uh, for, for devotion, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers notice. If you don't come to Bible study, motherfuckers notice. If you show up late, motherfuckers notice. And it's like, fam, like, this is not what this is about. And those are the same people who will tell you, oh, yeah, nah, it's, about, it's just about you having your relationship with Jesus. Well, why the fuck do you know that I don't ever come to church on time? Like, yeah. like what, what, what's your problem? But like I say, it doesn't, There there is no avenue, you know what I'm saying, there to really teach people what it seems like they really try to teach you every sunday when they get up there and preach it's like hey i'm trying to teach you if you do x y and z however 
it's up to you to really find your personal relationship with God. Well, mm. What the fuck are we doing here besides just talking? <laughs> right. Well, what is this for? Yeah, what is all Who of this for? You gotta, like, I got a tithe and offering for you to convince me of some shit? Like, <laughs> so, so while we're on it, I, I kind of want to leave this alone because we just, but while we're on it, as my friend and as the audience, I, I want to share this with you. This is a thing where Cat knows he's wrong, but I just, I just need to say this to you, okay? And even if you don't agree with me, I just need you to hear it. For me, when it comes to church, I understand that this is wrong and this is not logical thinking, but I'm just sharing my heart with you in the audience right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact that there are people in the church that are fucked up, like not just like bad mouthing you Mm -hmm. or uh, judging you or side eyeing you, like the fact that there's like, people in the church that will try to get at your wife and shit or you know what I mean? Touch your kids or like in my mind, again, I know this is wrong already, but in my mind, I want there to be some sort of magical covering over the sanctity of church that doesn't allow these things to happen. Right. Like I just feel like those fancy plates y'all got in there or those really tall purple lavender drapes and uh Something should keep that out of here because it's just like, how am I supposed to focus if I don't trust y'all? I think that's a part of it too, that you just hit another nail on the head. It's like once you Because if y'all asking you, me to I'm sorry, like if you're asking no, you me good. to just trust God, I can do that from the crib. I can do that from the crib. I don't have to come here and put on this show for y'all. Like I say, it's it's really all about the perception, but it's like once you grow up and you really do recognize that, like you say. Oh, it's still some of these, you know, for lack of a better term, nasty motherfuckers up here in the church, or it's still this nigga got a gambling problem, or you know what I'm saying? It's this nigga like who and and not like I say, I don't, I don't give a shit, but like once you learn specifically for me, you know, the church that I grew up in, once I learned certain things, it wasn't really nothing bad, but like once I really learned that the nigga who was up there preaching every Sunday is a nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, for like lack of better terms, nigga. like you a whole nigga, bro. Like, like, I need you to be pure, man. Yeah, like you, I understand people ain't perfect, though. I mean, and so not that's even why I like know I it's do, wrong, but even even one of my best friends is uh is a reverend out here. Like been really like been into that shit since I don't want to call it shit, but like really been into the Bible and preaching and and doing stuff like that. Since we were in middle school, as long as I've known him, I could I could not say it's a front uh, a farce or none of that shit. But like again, he's another. I've drank Hennessy with this nigga, like mm-hmm. on, and not to say that you know that negates everything that, that you say yeah but like i i know you too well to know and that's why i told my wife like, that's my nigga it. yeah it's my it's my nigga love him to death i would never be a member of his church can't do it can't do I it can't do i've grown it, up with some people that are teachers and i can't send my kids there i can't you know what it. i mean <laughs> yeah, so now i get it and, and and i think where I, I have trouble with knowing that that's wrong and knowing people are imperfect and me having a problem with that I think part of that stems from this too, Wes. Like I can look over at people that I know of Muslim faith mm-hmm. and I know that their book puts them in a certain level of check. Yes. Right? Like they have yes. to fast. They have to practice discipline. They Their book does quote unquote magic on them for lack of better terms. The magic that I want to see. I want to see this book have the kind of influence on you that makes you behave even, differently in your day to day life. And even still, their book has instructions in it on how to become closer to God. Our book has stories that says, you know, <laughs> the, the mustard Take seed. What you will. 
it's basically like stories in a fourth grade book where it's like now it's the critical thinking portion. Yeah. What is the theme to the story? Like, nigga, yeah. so you telling me there ain't no wrong answers? <laughs> like you so say, so if I write three sentences, I'm good. Like, yeah, the, it, yeah, the, 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 much, like you say, the Quran tell the Quran tells these niggas what to do. Like, you got to pray this many times a day, and you got to do it in this direction. You really need to, you know, it's really a whole consecration of your body type thing. Whereas, you know, what we've been told is you got to come to church on Sundays and pay your tithes. And I don't, do they even tithe in the goddamn Muslim church, bro? Like, uh, that's a good question. I need to get one of my Muslim homies on the show. So any, anywhere out. else, like, well, I, I really don't like Catholic churches. Like, do the do the do the Hova witnesses do it? Like, I, and I would hey, assume we, we so. looking at we looking at you right now, Luis. This is where you would come in with the facts, facts. and research it. Yeah, let and us pop know. in for us. So, uh, Luis will be back. He'll be holding us down on the facts here one day. So, uh, I just want to <laughs> fuck with him on that. But uh, speaking of the Quran and the Muslim faith, uh, did you see Loon got out of jail? I did see Loon got out spitting all or swirling all that spit around. (laughs) (laughs) Loon was swirling a lot of spit. Like, fam, how did he come out speaking a whole different language? Was you ever a Loon fan? No, I know that's Um, a tough thing to be because Loon got maybe three (laughs) songs. I was about to say a fan. I don't know if I ever recall hearing an entire Loon project, but I I enjoyed Loon on I Need a Girl Part 1 and 2 for sure. Now, okay, well, you got to tell me if this qualifies as being able to say that you're a fan. I know Loon don't got no projects, but the the the, the verses that he laced on all the songs in that Bad Boy 2 era, I was looking for the album. So does that qualify as a fan? Like, I was I looking so. for Loon before he went to jail, and I Need a Girl Part 2, and the features he was doing. What's the problem? What kind of name is that? What? Bro, I was looking for Loon. So I was a Loon fan. So my question to you is, my question to you is, because you know the way we dip shit, it can never just be about Loon. Of course not. My question to you and the audience is, who do you have as, let's say, top two? Top two second life labels and crews. Now, by second life, I mean you can't go with their first run. Who had the best second run? Bad Boy 2 was like Loon, G-Dep, Black Rob, the post-Biggie era. You know who I think. Who had the best second life? Now, I know the number one place is probably obvious, but I want to hear what your number two is going to be. But give me your first two. Who had the best second life in hip-hop? Best second life first, I'm going to have to say um, Cash Money. I think Cash Money has to be a hands down resounding. Cash Money. I think Cash Money is probably the only label whose second run was greater than their first, and their first was legendary. Yeah, yeah, first was legendary. Second, Big Timers, BG, Turk, Lil Wayne, Juve. I need a project. All of that shit was insane. But then the second run had Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne. Yeah, like you can't top that. It's like, insanity. Yeah, it's insane that their second run sure. to, could be so great. So I think that that's a given. <sighs> the se- what interests me is who do you think comes next? Who has the second best run? I th- see. It's a it's a tough answer because okay. I I feel like this is a cheat answer, but I feel like it's the right answer. I'm gonna go I cheating. I'm going with Def Jam. I want to say Def Jam. So, I think so tell me what your first Def Jam era is and your second Def Jam era. I think I think this, first 
to run think, it down for the yeah. Listener. I think I think first Def Jam era is you know the the LL Cool J the the Inception. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. the beginning. I think that's a good run, and I think you get the uh, I think the second run is the the Jay Z President era around that <gasps> time when you when you get holes in G. You think it's the third? Do you? Think that's the third third? Run. Think you? That's run three. What's the second run? Where are you giving I it to Hov and DMX? Run, I think the second run is the shut them down Onyx era. I think it's Onyx. I think it's Method Man. I think it's Red Man. Uh, I think okay. it's early Jay-Z. I think it's early DMX. Right, but right, right. I, there's a third run when when Hov okay. was the president. That's okay, well, I, get, I give you that, but I'm, I I'm still going Def Jam for my second run then. Second I, run? I, like, okay. I like Def Jam for my second run. I'm mad at you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish I had a better... A better answer for you. Because <laughs> it was tough for me. And this is why I wanted to bring it up. Because it's like you could, I, I mean, let's just mention some, right? No Limit had two errors. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Limit had in their second era, Lil Romeo. But in their second era, they had uh, Currency. Currency was in the second era. Are uh, we giving, we're giving Currency to No Limit? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to check. But, uh, Death Row had a second era. Do do we acknowledge Death Row's second era at all? I don't. Post Pac Death era. I don't. Who's on it? Like Crooked Eye and, and like Left Eye. Nah. And a whole lot of eyes. Black Eye PE. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there was a lot of eyes on the second era. Yeah, Popeye was on that motherfucker. Like, well, I, I don't acknowledge yeah. that. But yeah, I think you're right about Def Jam, man. I I think we should acknowledge Def Jam probably as the now. Do you think Rockefeller had two runs, or do you think it's just one run around? Um, I think if, it would be era two, if anything, it would be era two. I, if anything, if if Rockefeller had a second run, it would have really been wrapped up into the first one because I think they second run could only be Kanye. Because there's not like an even split. Right. I right. agree. Like the second run would have to be like Kanye, Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, post 40 Hove. And that was, yeah, but that was still like in the midst of Hove's, you know, first run sort of kind of, it just kind of fell seen, at the end of the Rockefeller era. Yeah. Yeah. I want my two eras to have a very clear divide down the mm-hmm. line. Like mm-hmm. Bad Boy 2, Biggie died. And then the second era came. You, you know what? I would say Def Jam too, and then I think I'm going to give Bad Boy the third spot. With Mace coming through for the uh, um, saving the home team? I'm not even going to say Mace. I'm giving Mace to the first run for Bad okay. Boy. I'm going to say G-Dep, Black Rob, Loon, The Band. The like Woe era. Six, the Woe era. Okay. Yeah, I liked Bad Boy's second run. I did too. It was enjoyable. It was. I mean, we got the Harlem Shake out of their second run. So how could you ever yeah, hate that? The Harlem Shake? Did we ever? <laughs> did we ever? So yeah, we we definitely got that. So I just I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to journey down. If any of y'all are thinking of some shit that we might have missed on that, please let us know. But yeah, I thought that was a little bit interesting. Like niggas don't really think about those second runs, especially if they're a little bit more lackluster. I dig that. Okay, I do got something I want to ask you about. This is completely unrelated to what we were just talking about, but it's getting close to time, and I feel like this is a good question to ask. Um, so y'all have, almost didn't get this episode. Anyway. Y'all almost didn't get it. Y'all should be extremely lucky. I'm in the mood. I'm I'm in the mood now. I got in the mood about thirty minutes ago, but I'm here. So y'all are y'all are fucking welcome. Uh, <laughs> so we we talked last week about the whole you know mother wife scenario being in the car. Um, Indeed. So I kind of want to keep it in that vein, but not really with the moms. Um, it's really just about your wife. So I've seen some of these other 
post going around on the internet um, about ladies, and I think we've spoken about it here on this podcast before too, um, but just to double back around to it, if that's the case, um, I saw a video of a young woman who was out there uh, popping the lug nuts on her tire as her man watched. Um, Then that also made me think about, you know, chicks pumping gas. And then I also saw a post out here in the world about splitting bills 50-50, you know, with your spouse or your significant other. Um, So I guess I really want to start with the whole changing tires pumping gas thing um, <laughs> yeah i want to start at the top and i really want to know red. yeah for, for for this one i'll just call them the gender roles because i feel like these are things that fall within that but what is your stance on like niggas pumping gas one we'll start we'll start with that especially if you are with your chick like if you got i'll, I'll let you answer i don't want to get into my shit but and particularly i won't say changing a tire but i'll say knowing how to change a tire Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, so let's start with the gas pump thing. Uh, If you don't know this about me or any of the listeners don't know this about me, when it comes to pumping gas, uh, when I am in the car with my wife, she does not pump gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hate getting in and out of the car. I want y'all to know this about me. Like getting in and out of my car, it sucks. I'm too big for it. We need an SUV. We've been needing an SUV. So getting in and out of the car is a pain in the ass for me. Like so much, in fact, to where like if we're making a lot of stops, like say we're at like an outlet mall and we're at Tommy Hilfiger and we need to go to Nike and Nike's across the way. And my wife was like, well, let's get in the car and just drive to the other side of the building. I am going to walk because I hate getting in and out of the car. It's not getting back into the car. Then I'll just walk. I will just walk. But here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about the gas pumping thing for me. And I'll speak for myself. I don't pump my wife's gas because I think she's incapable of it. No. I don't pump my wife's gas because I think as a manly man, I should do that. And as a chivalry guy, and it's just the right thing to do. That's not why I do it either. I do it because I can't have these niggas looking at my wife pumping the gas with me in the passenger seat. In the passenger seat. With my with my chair leaned all the way back, listening to uh, Puff Daddy Can't Nobody Hold Me Down because if they look over and see your girl pumping your gas and you're in the car, then you might as well just say, come shoot your shop because I'm done with this. Fam, I'm you might always as well just like right that. You might as well spray paint it on the side of your car. I am always tempted to ask that chick if I can pump her gas. Like, <laughs> even if you don't want her. <laughs> even if, nope, not at all. Like, and I even be wanting to, I've, I've even wanted to clear it with my wife sometimes. Like, babe, can I go you? pump her gas? Please. Yeah, like, babe, please that? let me go pump her gas. Cause her, look at, look at her nigga, babe. Like, look at what he doing. Look at this nigga. Like, what is he doing? It, See it's, how quick it, a nigga hop out. <laughs> right. And, and don't get us wrong. Women, wives, loved ones, sisters. Like we love y'all. That's part of it. But I, I think I would be remiss if I didn't tell the truth here. Like it's, it's the guilt that churches should have. <laughs> like for sure, it's the, it's the fear of God that it's like if I don't get out and pump this gas, and, another and nigga, nigga is up, gonna see her pumping this I'm gas. Gonna, I'm gonna look crazy. I'm gonna look now. I share your sentiment on this though, Wes, and I'm glad you said that. I have seen women on the side of the road changing tires or under hoods before. And part of me has wanted to say, like, babe, is it okay if I go check and make sure that's okay? Now, here's the trouble with that. 
for one, you don't want to make your wife or your woman or the lady that you're with feel uncomfortable. Like, why the Hell fuck no. do you this chick? This is her life. I get that part and I respect and understand it. But also for me, right there is a little bit where I draw the line of kind of like, well, why do I think that I can just do a better job than her because she's a woman? Because she might, <laughs> she know might know what she's doing. Right. Right. Now, if, if it's raining on her and she's getting splashed up with mud, then at least you can hold up a tarp for her or something like that. But I do have a little flash in the back of my mind when I see women changing the tire on the side of the road that it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, what is it about me as a man that just thinks I can just fucking think? I mean, like, and that's, I mean, that's not, a, you might know more about cars than me because I don't know shit about cars. That is a very responsible tire, but I don't know nothing about that. Is a very responsible 2020 thought of you to have because you are correct. Just because a woman is out there doing does not mean that she needs you to come and do it. You know what I mean? However, I think, you know, when you when you was raised, you know, particularly like, you know, and you you were raised by women. I was raised by women. And I think when you have that understanding, it's like, fam, that's really, you know, if, if she has to do it, she has to do it. Of course, if a woman is by herself, like sometimes you got to bite that bullet. But I guess that's, you know, why I went into the whole, you know, the knowledge of knowing how to change a tire. But like it was the, the video that I saw, like the bitch was literally out there loosening up the lug nuts on the tire as the car was jacked up in the air. Her nigga was like standing there watching her. And then like, they ended up having like a love affair in between there. Like he was smacking ass and they turned around and was embracing and kissing and shit. Um, mm. But it just looked weird. Cause of course it was two other niggas recording the bitch taking the tire off. Like y'all look at this nigga. He was like, look at this dark skinned dreadhead ass niggas. Y'all be loving these dreadhead ass niggas and they can't change fucking tires. Yeah. It, you know what? Here's what I want to know. For all the women listeners listening right now, get your phones out, get your emails out, and reach out to us right now because I need this answer. If any of y'all listening to this right now are driving alone, because y'all do that sometimes, and y'all get into some trouble, and y'all pop a tire, and y'all are on the side of the road. And if y'all know how to dr- change a tire, which I suspect a lot of y'all do, if y'all are on the side of the road and y'all have the car jacked up and y'all are in the middle of changing the tire and y'all are fine and y'all got it, would y'all want a man to stop and give y'all a hand? Or at least you see definitely if need you need feedback on that for sure. Because I want to know if y'all would even want that. Married, unmarried, whatever. Like, I even want to know from a married woman's perspective, like, would you want that because uh, you could you know, a helping hand would be nice. Like, yeah, I got it, but shit, okay. somebody to watch my back and make sure I don't get hit. Or would you not want it? And like, would it be even in the back of your mind that your man might be uncomfortable? I was going to see. Help you with now, the lug nuts. Now we like, pardon. I want to know what a woman's thought process. If you're on the side of the road helping yourself, and a strange nigga pulls up on you to help, like, what let would me, you? Let me ask you this: Your wife blows. Your wife blows a tire on the side of the freeway. Um. But you don't find out until way later in the day. After she fixed it? After she fixed it or some nigga pulled up on her and fixed it. Like, if she, if after you go through all day, she never calls you and tells you that this happened, she's just like, fuck it, I'm going to figure it out. And maybe while she was out there fixing it herself, a nigga pulls up and assists her in fixing the tire. But you don't know until 6.30 p.m. over your hot mac and cheese and broccoli. How do you respond? I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. I'm gonna be tight. I'm gonna be tight. I'm gonna be tight. You know what's wild? Check this out. explaining it to me. Listen to this. Listen to the 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 situation that went across my mind. Right. I want to tell you the I first thing tight. I would do. I would be tight if because my the th- first thing that would come out of my mouth is why you didn't call me. Right. 
right? Why you didn't call me? Like, I would have came and helped you. I would have figured out a way to come and help you, right? right. No matter, he know we don't got no second car, but I, fuck that, I would have found a way, right? Like, I that's the Uber nigga. You. That's right. I would have ran. I would have walked. I don't give a shit. However, this is why you fuck with me, though, Wes, because my mind tick a little different. What if it wasn't a situation where she was on the side of the road and she just was out there looking helpless, waiting on the nigga to help her? What if the nigga saw her tire pop and she never got a chance to call me or you? And as it's going, fruit, 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 and she's pulling to the berm, he pulls with her and she never gets a chance. And he's helping her immediately because he witnessed the tire pop. Can you be mad? That that's a hairy situation, boy. Love is some crazy shit to your motherfucking mind, bro. God damn. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dipped and Butter program uh, each and every Friday. We love y'all. We fuck with y'all. I'm not even gonna make you answer that. We're getting out of here right now. Uh, my name is Cat. That's a K with two T's. His name is Wes. Man, we oh. really, really appreciate y'all sticking with us and fucking with us through it. My man got through it. Wes was really we looking shit. Yeah, I fuck with y'all. At the beginning of this thing, but we pulled him through. Yeah. We got through it, man. Uh, like I We're say, definitely revisiting this shit. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah, we we definitely got to have some women on here <laughs> to talk through that. But I am not going to put you in that line. Uh, <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Wes No T, aka Elmer Young. You play a partner PODNA at Forever Young eighty nine on Instagram. Fuck with me though. Like I say, each and every week, please check up on your strong friends, man. You'll never know if they got the Ghostbuster sign on their computer screen. And it might be the end of the show as you know it. You just never fucking know. And when you think you know, you just never know. Shout out to my sister on that one. And um, fellas, buy AAA or something, fam, because history has its eyes on you and a nigga might have his eyes on your bitch with a pop tire on the side. We're going to catch y'all niggas next week. That's goddamn perfect. Have you ever been dead? In the finest of blessings.